Making your clients feel comfortable and safe in your studio is an important part of onboarding them into your studio community. New clients may have quite a few questions about your studio or the practice of Pilates, but they might not bring those questions to your attention. We often hear the phrase, there are no dumb questions, but when a person is just joining your community, they may tend to keep these questions to themselves, thinking they might already perhaps should know the answers, or they might not know what questions they need to ask. As a studio owner or teacher, you can get ahead of these concerns and make your clients feel informed and empowered by knowing what questions they may have and providing answers before they even have to ask. In today's episode of the Pilates Business Podcast, we are going to dive into those questions and share how you can answer them to make your clients feel at ease and more eager to move with you in your studio. Well, hi there. I'm Sarah Glanfield. I'm a business and marketing strategist just for boutique fitness studio owners like you. If you're ready to be inspired and make a bigger impact, you're in the right place. All you need are a few key strategies, the right mindset, and some support along the way. Join me as I share the real-life insights that will help you grow a sustainable and profitable studio. This is the Pilates Business Podcast. Welcome back to the Pilates Business Podcast. I'm Saran and I'm so thrilled that you are here with me today. I have had two cups of coffee, so you might find this episode moves a little bit quicker than normal. Either way, um, I've got a lot of things I want to share with you today. A big part of what we talk about inside of my Thrive group coaching program for studio owners is how we can improve those key metrics in our business. Those key metrics include the number of new clients coming in, the number of clients that stay active in your business, and obviously alongside revenue and profit numbers as well. And what we know when it comes to retaining new clients in our business is that the one of the most important moments in that customer journey is during the first few um, interactions that that new client has with your business. And in those moments of those early days of that client journey, your clients are going to have some questions. They're going to have some questions about what it's like to work with you. They're going to have some questions about what you are good at in your studio, what they can expect. And quite often, they don't often ask these questions. And the problem with that is that when they don't ask those questions, you can't help them with the information that you already have and you already know um, that might help them to understand a little bit more about what it is that you do inside of your studio and why it's so incredible. So when you've got new clients coming into your studio, you can really set them up for feeling successful and confident from the very beginning by providing answers to some of those most common questions before they even have to ask. So where and how do you answer these questions, first of all? Well, these questions can be addressed in conversations that you might be having with your new clients. And that can happen from that very first phone call or even direct message or text message or email that they might send you when they are first contacting you to arrange for that very first visit. If that very first visit is booked by them without you even um, 
connecting and talking with them directly, then you will want to address those questions um, in some of perhaps your automated responses that you might be sending to those clients. You can also answer those questions on those intake forms in some way, shape or form where you're sharing information about what they can expect about your studio. You can share the information in welcome emails, in text messages, and obviously you've got that amazing piece of real estate that is your website where you can share as much information as you are willing to about the experience your clients have inside of your studios. So what's really important is that you're really, you really understand and you know what these hesitations, these concerns, these questions are that your new clients might have about working with you. And there are definitely some very frequently asked questions that Pilates clients might have before they have their first session with you. And some of these things might sound a little bit trivial, but it's incredibly um, how often these small things can trip up a new client and how they can um, actually stop a client from taking that next step to coming back or even coming for the very first time. So these are some of the basic questions that I encourage you to answer in some of those early interactions that your clients have within your studio. So the first question a lot of people have is, what am I going to wear to my Pilates class, right? And you probably have got some um, ideal answer to that. And it's quite important that if there is something that someone should not wear to your studio, that you are letting them know um, what that is. Because the worst thing that can happen is that someone shows up and feels like they're not in the right attire or perhaps have forgotten their socks or were expecting to be barefoot and that's not what happens in your studio. So you might want to share with your new clients that most people come to your sessions wearing comfortable form-fitting clothing that is comfortable for them and allows them to move easily. Pilates is typically practiced in grippy socks, or perhaps you may um, allow barefoot feet in your studio. That's completely your preference. But if you do require or prefer that your clients wear socks, then you want to make sure you're including that information on your website and in that welcome email that you're sending them when they first uh, purchase and book that first session. If you have some specifics that you are asking your clients to not wear or wear, um, then it's important to address that first head on so that um, you're not you're not creating an environment that is uncomfortable for those new clients in that first session. And this is a simple, easy to address hesitation that once you've set that that expectation, once you've been clear about this, you never need to address it again. And what this means is that down the road, um, you're not going to run into any issues. And when you don't set these expectations from the beginning, sometimes I've had horror stories of, of having to have very awkward, difficult conversations with the clients about what they're wearing or the perfume they're wearing or the, the lack of perhaps um, deodorant that is being not being worn. Um, and so we want to make sure that some of these things are addressed head on. And when clients are most open to perhaps um, this sort of new way, this, this kind of way of doing things. The next question that comes up a lot is, do I need to bring my own equipment, my own mat, my own um, loops or my own extra things and whatever that looks like. And, you know, this is very unique to your studio, but if you do um, give that option to your clients, or if you do expect them to bring their own equipment or mat, then you definitely want to let them know. So if you have a yoga studio and most of your clients bring their own mat, then let your new clients know that and let them know that they can also obviously borrow one from you or purchase one in the studio. 
The reason why you want to let them know this ahead of time is that when they're walking in, again, they're going to feel like they are, they know what, they know what's coming. They know what to expect, and they're not going to feel awkward or out of place. If that first session is full of feelings of awkwardness and feeling out of place, then you're not really setting yourself up for a a wonderful, safe, um, and, and successful relationship with your client. Um, and that is going to affect that retention longer term. So let your clients know if you expect them to bring a mat or if that's what a lot of people tend to do, or even if it's just an option that is available to them. The next question is going to be unique for some clients and some studios. And that is, can I do Pilates or yoga or bar or whatever the modality is that you offer with an injury? Now, this is going to be something that is going to be specific to your, um, the way that you work with your clients. And obviously this type of question is, there's what far more to it than, you know, you can answer with a generic response, but you might want to know if your clients have got certain injuries. You might want to know if there are some limitations and, you know, we always have, we always have those stories and we always know those clients that come to that first session. And, and I know that, you know, I've been there too, and I'm sure you have where you're asking the client question um, in that first session about their movement history and if they've got injuries and they complete the form and then you get them on the equipment or you start the class. And halfway through, they say, oh, I forgot to tell you that six months ago I had hip surgery or, you know, something like that. And um, it's funny how often people often forget. So you might want to just let them know early on and ask them more than once if there is any injuries or any um, limitations that your clients have. Um, so that you have the information you need to deliver a very safe, but very effective session. So the other question that comes up, or I should say it's more of a hesitation that comes up from new clients, especially around sort of Pilates and well, actually, you know, this is not, that's not true. It it does, it it comes up around really any sort of, um, new modality that a client might be, um, looking to, 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 um, and that is, do I need to have any prior experience. A lot of people will avoid feeling uncomfortable and avoid doing new things because they might not feel like they are going to be good enough, right? And so it's kind of important to let your clients know that perhaps they don't need to be any good at anything before they come to class. And the reality is that they don't, right? That's what they're coming to see you to do. So um, you'll find that this is something that often holds people back. I'm not flexible enough to do yoga. I'm not flexible enough to do Pilates. I'm not, I don't have a strong um, core. So Pilates is not for me. And the reality is that that's what they're actually there to learn how to get or to to get from you. So um, you might want to just affirm to them that regardless of where they're at in their movement practice, that they're in the right place and that you can help them wherever they're at on their movement journey to get them to wherever they want to go. So you want to let clients know that perhaps you have a class specific for newer, um, those who are newer to the method. Um, You might also want to let them know that you've got classes for people who are more advanced and that you do very well with advancing people um, into those classes. Um, Perhaps you might want to make a recommendation for a specific teacher or a specific class um, that would work better for someone who perhaps is newer. If you are a Pilates studio and you require people to take a certain number of private sessions before they move into classes, that's something that you're going to also want to let people know. And the reasons why you're going to, you're going to, you're, you're sort of encouraging them and requiring them to do that. 
Usually this is because you want to make sure your clients stay as safe as possible, which is only a good thing for them. So don't hold back on that information. When you share that with your clients, it helps to elevate their, um, their credit, your credibility and their trust in you. So moving on, there's a few other questions that come up quite a lot when it comes to um, any sort of modality. Number one is, how often should I do this to get results? And you know the answer to that. And I encourage you to share your answer with your clients early on in that customer journey. Again, what you're doing is you're setting expectations for them. You're setting, um, you're outlining to them what they need to do and really truly what their commitment is to the movement practice in order for them to see and feel the way that they want to see and feel. Um, so you want to make sure that you're very clear about how often your client should come and what that looks like in your studio. There's lots of different ways to do that and lots of very creative ways you can do that as well. Now, you are going to get some people who will come along and ask you, how many calories do I burn doing this? Am I going to lose weight doing this? And, you know, the way that you respond to those sorts of questions is entirely up to you and the way that you um, incorporate that type of language into your studio business. But I encourage you to be honest, authentic and truthful about what, what, what that, the answers truly are, um, because you will find that that supports you and your client's relationship over the long term. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> so I think one of the most important things that we can do for our clients and for our business as a whole is to really set those expectations from the very beginning. Whenever a new client is walking into the door of a new studio, they do not know what is going to happen on the other side of that door. Even if they've been to every other studio in town, every studio is different. The way that you welcome your clients is different. The way that you set up your classes is different. And so it's really important that you want to communicate with your clients ahead of time what they can expect. This immediately puts them in a more open frame of mind and makes them feel safer as they walk into this place of newness, right? So it's your opportunity to really make them feel very comfortable. It's a chance to communicate the ways your studio is different and the benefits your clients can expect from moving with you in your studio. Now, there's lots of different ways you can do this, but that welcome email or the email that they get ahead of that first class is a great way to place to, to, to share that information. Or alternatively, you can actually take them through that at the very beginning of that first session. You can let them know what that plan is that you have for them for that first class or that first session. There are lots of other questions that come up around, can I do this if I'm pregnant? Can I do this if I um, have got certain other limitations? And again, this is something that you will have to take on a case by case by case basis. And it might be that you might need to let a client know that now is not the best time for them to continue on their journey with you. And perhaps that's a great time for you to refer them back to perhaps your referrer of a physical therapy therapist or um, another um, specialist that can help them. We, I do not recommend that you accept and take on clients who you are not comfortable taking on into your studio. One of the best things you can do, again, to build trust and to build credibility is to be open and honest with anyone who is coming in and, and into your studio. And that includes when you might feel like it's not the right next step for them. What you'll find is that they may come back down the road and they'll come back and they will immediately trust you 
um, from the very beginning. When you have a new client coming into your studio, what I would love for you to be able to do is to put them at ease, is to make them feel comfortable and confident that they have made the right decision for them by choosing your studio business. And that means that you are going to be able to, you have been through this so many times before you have had all those questions, you've observed those clients and sharing some of that with your new clients will help them to be more successful in your studio and and, and facilitate um, that longer term retention that is what we all want. And so one of the best ways to do this is to think of all of those concerns ahead of time, all of those hesitations they may have. Think of all the questions that you've been asked over the years as a teacher, as a studio owner about uh, from new clients about what will happen during those first sessions. And then instead of waiting for them to ask you those questions, give them the answers before they even need to ask. Because frankly, for so many reasons, many of them simply won't ask the questions. So there you have it, helping your new clients feel confident and informed before they take their first session is a valuable way to establish trust, set expectations, and make them feel welcome in your studio. Incorporate some of the answers to these questions and any others your new clients may have and tell your clients these answers in conversations you're having with them, in emails or in text communications, and on that website before they even have to ask. So I hope this was helpful to you as you go about building your boutique fitness business. If you enjoyed this quick episode, I'd be so appreciative if you could take a quick minute, go to wherever you're listening to this and rate and review this podcast. It really would mean a ton to me and would help me to get the podcast out into our community so that more teachers and more business owners just like you can feel encouraged and supported on their journey in our industry. Did you love this episode and want more? Head to spring3.com and check out my free resources that will help you run a profitable and fulfilling studio business. And before you go, one last reminder, there is no one way to do what you do, only your way. So whatever it is that you want to do, create or offer, you've got this. Thanks again for joining me today and have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you.